0: I'm <laughs> Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina and I am bringing you today's word for July 30th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience, and this is part 70, part 70 of this series. I'm calling this one a Joseph recap, Believe in God. I'm teaching today really how to believe God and and, and the importance of expanding your capacity to believe God. So this is part 70 of this series. Let me give you the foundational scriptures, and then we'll get into it. So foundational scriptures, James 1, 2 through 4, Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. James 1, 2 through 4 uh, reads, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, you know what? And we all go through those periods. You should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Why? Because you know that when your faith is tested, it actually develops inside of you the power to endure all things. And that's what we want, right? I mean, like, especially now, we're in the middle of of like a weird season in 2020, but we want the power to endure all things. And we know that when this power to endure all things, this patient endurance grows inside of us stronger, stronger, stronger. The Bible says that it releases something. It releases perfection. It releases maturity into every area, every aspect of our lives to the point where there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. That's what you want. You want to get to the point where where you you have decreased. The more you decrease, the more God can increase in you. The more you die to self, the more God can be seen. If you're struggling, it's because there's too much of you in the way, right? But the more that you die to self and to the limits of your humanity, the more the power of God can be manifested in your life and at that point Basically, what James is saying is that if you get to that point, there'll be nothing missing and nothing lacking because it will be God working through you. That's what Jesus said in John 14. Jesus is about to leave. He tells his disciples, listen, man, I'm going to a place. I'm going to prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there's many mansions. Uh, if it were not so, I would have told you so. And and But I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And then one of the disciples said, well, Jesus, before you leave, can you do me, do me a favor? Yeah, what's that? Show us the father. And Jesus got upset. He said, what do you mean show us the, what? Show you the father. I've been with you guys for three years. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's the Father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. And that's where we want to get to. We want to get to the point where you are so convinced that as Jesus is, so am I in this world, that if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. The Father lives in me. He gives me the words. He performs the work. He is operating in me and with me and and through me and for me. And so it is God living in me. But that's not going to happen if you don't develop faith and patience. Ecclesiastes 3 1 says that there's a time, there's a season for everything. And guess what? Things are going to happen in your life at just the right time. And so in this series, we've learned about the timing component. So what does this mean to you today? As I begin to wind down the Joseph portion of this series, I have, uh, by way of a recap and expanding your capacity to believe God, I have three things to share with you on this morning. Um, As I prayed about it, I was like, well, what do you want me to cover as, you know, as like a recap? three things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these three things, I want you to rid yourself of all distractions and kind of like lock in. Three things. Number one, here we go. It takes time to reprogram your mind, right? First point. It takes time to change the way you think. Now, the Bible does say that your mind can be renewed through the word of God, and that should be your goal. But just know that this doesn't happen overnight. And so let me explain. Once you're born again, what I'm about to say is really important. So just, I, I've taught this before, but I want to make sure you get this. So so focus in. Once you're born again, right? There's three parts of you, just like there's three parts of God. God is Father, Son, Spirit. God is a tripartite being. You are a tripartite being too. God is Father, Son, Spirit. You are spirit, soul, body. So there's three parts of you. The real you is a spirit, The real you is a spirit, and the real you as a spirit is going to live forever in one or two places, (laughs) right? So the real you is a spirit. Your spirit possesses a soul, and your spirit and your soul live in this body for right now, right? So let me explain. Once you're born again, you're saved. Now, Brother Pina, I'm saved. Well, what part of you was saved? There's three parts of you. What part of you was saved? There was only one part of you that got saved the day you were born again. That's your spirit. So your spirit was saved. Your spirit was saved instantly. Your soul, I'm going to teach you now, is being saved or is being changed progressively and your body will be changed eventually, right? So so your spirit has been changed. Your body will be changed one glad morning when this world is over I'll fly away I'm going to get another body I'm going to get a glorified body so if my my spirit has been changed my body will be changed what does that leave now what is my focus now from now to the day that I die my focus has to be the saving or the transformation of my soul so what is my soul my soul your your soul is comprised of your mind your emotions and your will. The way you think, the way you feel, the way you make decisions, right? Your thinker, your feeler, your chooser. Now, when you come to God, you're born again, your spirit was changed, but your soul was not changed. So, so the way you think and feel and make decisions was not changed. That happens through the word of God. So when you came to God, and, and yeah, I was born again, my spirit was saved, but my soul is not saved. So the way that I think and feel and make decisions is still. The way that it was before I got born again. So so when you come to God, you're already conditioned to think a certain way. You're already conditioned to act a certain way, right? I, listen, when I got born again, I was 23 years old and, and I was a Dominican kid from Brooklyn and I was straight out of Brooklyn and I let everybody know that I was straight out of Brooklyn and and, and I cursed like every third word and uh, everything that came out of my mouth was filth, foul, filth, foul, filth. And so, so I had a certain mindset and now that I'm born again, I'm like, oh man, I got to change this mindset because I didn't know how to think or act like God, which is why I take my time to teach the word of God, because it takes time for you to learn how to think and act like him. I'm teaching you the word of God, right? So so we come to the word of God so that we can get to know the God of the word. And the more word, the word of God contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. So the more word you get down in your heart, the more you understand the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. So the more you are then in position to be deprogrammed from the way that you used to think and reprogrammed to think and act like God. And that's the goal. This is why I've taken 14 weeks on this topic, faith and patience it's taken me 14 weeks to get to this point. Why? Because it takes time. Like it don't act like you got it in week one. Don't act like you got it in week two. I mean, there are people that just got it last week. You know what I mean? So, so it takes time. That's why I take my time. I, I'm not in a hurry. I'm going to teach you the same thing over and over and over again, because I know that it takes time for us as humans to change, but change is possible. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, it takes time to expand your capacity to believe God. And this is the important part here. It, it takes time to expand your capacity to believe God. One of the reasons why I take my time to teach you these stories in detail, like we we looked at the life of Joseph in a pretty detailed way, right, for the last few months. And the reason why I take my time to teach you these stories in detail, and we, we go through this little nuance, oh, did you catch that? Hey, then, you know, hey, look, did you look, hey, did you did you notice that? And people are like, wait a minute, man, I've I read this story all my life. I've never seen that before, Rick. The reason why I take my time to do that is because the more you can connect with the person in the story, the more you can relate, the more you can open up your heart to the possibility of it happening for you. The Bible says, all things are possible to him who believes. That's Mark 9 to 23. But conversely, watch this. If all things are possible to him that believes, so if you believe it's possible, then watch this. Conversely, if you don't believe then it's not possible for you. Let me give you an example. Let's say, for example, uh, today, people can be healed. Like if you're sick, you can be healed. God is a healer. But there are some people say, well, I don't believe healing is possible. Like I don't, you know, I mean, I, I go to church and everything and I'm, you know, I'm a Christian and everything, but I just don't believe healing is possible. Okay, cool. Watch this. Healing is possible. It's just not possible for you. It's not possible for you because you don't believe. Now, it is possible for me because I believe all things are possible to him who believes. So when you don't believe something, you close the door to the possibility of it. And so I teach you how to expand your capacity to believe God so that you can start seeing yourself the way that the, the Bible teaches that you know this person went through, that person went through. And so the reason why, let, let me just use Joseph as an example. We studied the life of Joseph and we've taken our time to look at the pit phase and then Okay, he got betrayed. Well, guess what? You've been betrayed. <laughs> now you can relate to Joseph. Then we looked at the 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 Potiphar phase, and then you know all the stuff that happened there, and and you know, woo. And then Mrs. Potiphar, you know Miss Floozy, she came up on on him, and and he had to resist it. And, and yeah, you have, you can identify with having to resist temptations. And they're like, okay, I got that. Then we went through the prison phase, and he got in prison for something that he didn't do. He didn't. It wasn't his fault. And, and yeah. We can identify with having to deal with stuff that you don't feel like it was your fault. And then boom, then we went to the palace phase. And then this is where you want to open up your heart to. Hey, God could do it in a moment. He could do it at any time. You can get get promoted from prisoner to prime minister. So anyway, I take my time to go through all of this stuff. Why? Because I'm trying to make it relatable to you. As a preacher, I cannot reach someone I cannot relate to. And so if you can't relate to the scriptures, the scriptures can't change your life. But if you can relate to something, like if you could be like, oh, I got it. I can see my, if you can make a connection with the word, if you can make a connection with the scripture, if you could see yourself, you know, Connecting to that person in some way from the Word of God, boom! Now whatever it is that they're going through, whatever it is that was open to them is now open to you, and you can experience similar results. So let me give you an example of what I mean, like for, not from the Bible, so that you can really get what I'm saying. So let's use running. I'm not a runner, right? I I, I was in the army for 25 years. I ran because I had to. So I, I'm not like a, a runner, but let me just use running as an example. On May 6, 1954 an Englishman, Roger Bannister, did something that before that seemed impossible, right? So before May 6, 1954, people thought that it was impossible for a human to run a mile in under four minutes. Impossible. Nobody had ever done it. Like in, in recorded history, no one had ever done it, but uh, English uh, Roger Bannister did it, right? So if you go back, to, to, let's say, the recorded history. If you go back from 1950s all the way back hundreds or thousands of years, back to the Greek games, no human had ever run a mile in under four minutes. Why? Because no one believed they could. So they believed it was impossible. And so since everyone believed it was impossible, it was impossible. But on May 6, 1954, Roger Bannister ran a mile in three minutes and 59 seconds. He did Something that was humanly impossible, people thought. Now, in thousands of years, no one had ever done it. And then Roger Bannister did it. Once Roger Bannister did it, then people were like, oh, snap, it's possible, right? Then they believed that it was possible. Once people believed that it was possible, how long do you think that record stood? Six weeks. It all, I mean, for thousands of years, nobody had done it. One person did it. People are like, oh, now it's possible. And if it's possible, six weeks later, John Landy broke that record and did it in three minutes and 58 seconds. So why? why, why what am I saying? I'm saying this is why I love preaching. Because when I remind people, when I'm telling you something And you're like, oh, now you see that it's possible. You can make a connection with it. When when I'm preaching about Naaman, let's say that you have a disease that people say is incurable. Naaman had leprosy. And at the time, that was incurable. Boom, God healed him of leprosy. And you're like, whoa, snap. I can lay hold of that and I can relate to that. Then now, whatever the healing is that you need becomes possible for you. Let's say, for example, you're up against insurmountable odds. Well, then I preach and I'm teaching you about Gideon and how Gideon and 300 men defeated 100,000 men. You're like, oh, whoa, if that, if God could do that with Gideon, then God could do that with me. Or maybe let's say, for for example, you've been believing God for something for a long time and I'm preaching on Abraham and Sarah and how after 25 years, they finally had that baby and when he was about 100 years old and she was 90 years old and his stuff wasn't working from the waist down and there was no little blue pill back then. And the Bible says that he considered not his own body now dead, even though he was about 100 years old. Neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb, even though she was 90 years old. And she couldn't have no babies when she was 17, and now she was 90, but he believed God. And so you're like, snap, if if God could do it for them, then God could do it for me. It's not impossible. So I am preaching the word of God so that you can identify with it. And then God breathes on his word. I'm preaching about Joseph, and you're seeing yourself like Joseph going through this and going through that and going through this and going through that and never giving up and never caving in and never quitting and coming out on the other side and being promoted and being exalted and being elevated. It, and being in a position to where now you are the person that can that can make decisions and you are the person that is being used to be a blessing and you see yourself like that and you connect with it and you expand your capacity to believe God. And when you get to that point, yes, you keep on believing. You're like, yes, this is possible for me. Yeah, it took a long time for, for Joseph. It took all this time, 22 years for the dream to come to pass. Uh, okay, God, no matter how long it takes, I'm gonna keep on believing. That's why I preach so that you can expand your capacity to believe God. Say amen to that. Number three, and finally, let me close. Listen, number three is if you can believe it, then you can receive it. If you can believe it, then the Holy Spirit can perform it. There there are no impossibilities with God. Zero. No impossibilities with God. Now, if you see limits on God, then these are artificial limits that you've placed on God. And unfortunately, there are Christians who place artificial limits on our limitless God. And, and, And then they make statements like, well, well, I don't know. When things are taking longer than they want it, they go, well, maybe it just wasn't the will of God, and they move on to something else. Stop! Just because it didn't happen overnight doesn't mean it was not the will of God. Don't quit. Don't give up unless God tells you to go a different direction. If God is leading you in a certain direction, then you have to keep on believing. No matter how hard it gets, no matter no matter how long it takes, stop putting limits on God. Listen, when you think about the amazing life of Joseph and everything that he went through, and, and, and now you see yourself and what you're going through, you should be encouraged. You should be inspired. You should You should know that there's nothing too hard for God. And if God is living inside of you, then there's nothing too hard for you. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life right now. Say, Father, I expand my capacity to believe you. There is nothing you can't do. And you live in me. Therefore, there is nothing I cannot do. I can do all things through Christ, who gives me the strength to do what I could not do without him. Your grace is on me, Father, to perform your will, and perform your will I must. Living with this mindset, I know that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith, in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Put in your email address, click on the subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I want you to expand your capacity to believe God. You are a believer and not a doubter. You are called to walk by faith and not by fear. Believe God. Dream God-sized dreams. And God will bring it to pass. God will make it happen like he made it happen for Joseph, like he made it happen for Abraham, like he made it happen for David, like he made it. I can keep going like he made it happen for me. God will make it happen for you. But your job is to believe. Leave me some comments in the chat and share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.